0: Before we start the podcast, we would like to thank you for listening, and we're looking forward to producing many more episodes. As our gift to you, and to keep you connected to the innovation that is occurring at ASU, we encourage you to download the Sun Devil Rewards app. In the middle of each episode, we will provide you with a secret word, valid for 100 pitchfork points, good for redeeming amazing ASU gear and VIP experiences. Thank you again, and now, on to the show. Hey Sun Devils, welcome to Innovation Happens, a podcast all about innovation at Arizona State University. I'm your host, Jonah Harkle, and I'm a student at ASU's Walter Cronkite School. Week to week on this podcast, we'll be talking to members of ASU's community from every part of the university about their own stories of innovation at Arizona State. Join us now on Innovation Happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Innovation Happens podcast. On today's episode, we are talking to Erin Washpon about her innovation, and we are so happy to have you on the show.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. This is pretty cool.
0: Well, I want to first start by asking you a little bit about your background, what you're studying here at ASU, how long you've been here.
1: Sure. Um, so, my background is in food service. I went to culinary school in 2011 here in the Valley, and I bounced around different kitchens just learning different cooking techniques and Um, Exploring and having fun. I ended up in Chicago accidentally um, for about three years and learned a ton about food and food service while I was there. When I was cooking, I realized very quickly that my end goal wasn't to be a chef. I didn't want to own a restaurant anymore, and I kind of wanted to get back to my roots and I loved science, and I loved biology, so I started taking ASU online courses for two years while I lived in Chicago. And when I ran out of classes they would let me take online, I moved back home to Arizona, and I've been here ever since for about two years. And I'm currently a dietetic student at the College of Health Solutions. So that's kind of a roundabout of my background.
0: So what do you think is the biggest misconception about food or dieting out there?
1: Oh, there's a lot of them. Um, That's kind of one of the biggest, I think, struggles and hurdles when it comes to dietetics is educating our clients on what a healthful diet really looks like and that it's not just uh, a plan or a shortcut or a cheat to lose weight, but it's a healthy lifestyle and it's a long-term goal. So trying to educate our patients on uh, the benefits of carbohydrates and fats and the types that you should be eating and the healthy proteins out there, I think is the biggest biggest hurdle for dietetics in general, um, for healthcare in general, really.
0: And so what is your innovation? Because I know it does, that education part of it is really, really important.
1: Yeah. So Dashboard Kitchen is a diabetes and prediabetes intervention and prevention program. Um, and we Our aim is to educate our clients and the consumers how to choose healthy foods and how to cook them from their own home kitchens. And there's a software component of this as well where our clients can go online and learn more in-depth nutrition information about the foods that they're cooking, um, more on the whys of certain knife cuts and um, certain techniques of cooking that you wouldn't normally get in general from normal uh, instructional cooking video so um, dashboard kitchen uses the meal kit model as an educational tool rather than a convenience
0: so what do you feel other than that of course is the biggest difference between this meal kit option for people out there versus other ones
1: so what dashboard kitchen does is it empowers our clients we do not hide what's in our recipes The recipe cards that come with our meal kits are full of information on what they're receiving, why they're receiving it, what they're doing to the food, and why. So we really want to teach people to educate them and to give them the power to make better decisions in their day-to-day lives when it comes to food and to build a better relationship when it comes to food. Uh, A lot of meal kit companies out there, they'll send you a recipe card and a box kit the box kit is just full of waste products, and it's just a massive, bulky insulation mess, whereas Dashboard Kitchen aims to be a little bit more sustainable using reusable packaging, stuff that we drop off and then we pick up the next week, we sanitize it, and then we can reuse it. This cuts costs for us, for the consumers, and it saves the planet. So that's one big difference. Another big difference between us and our competitors is that we're focused on on healthier foods. So our recipes aren't gonna be full of um, unhealthy fats and proteins and they're gonna be balanced with the carbs and the vegetables and we're gonna teach you what a healthful portion looks like and how fun it is to prepare these foods. And our recipe cards are gonna, they're gonna have the full recipe on there. It's not gonna say add cup A to the saute pan and then drizzle cup B over the finished product. It's gonna show you everything you need And then that recipe card is yours for your inventory. So you can use that whenever you'd like.
0: When did this idea first pop into your head? And then once the idea did pop in your head, what did you do next? Where did you go next?
1: Um, So I kind of toyed with the idea a lot over the last summer. And then while I was sitting in my medical nutrition therapy class with one of the professors downtown, uh, I had asked her how do we educate our clients during an intervention for the nutrition care process, which is a process dietetics uh, professionals use um, to kind of help streamline treatment. And her response wasn't very straightforward because it really all depends on both the general and the health literacy of our patients. Um, Some patients respond really well to just a little bit of instruction, and they go home and they can do it. Other patients, on the other hand, don't really understand the difference between a healthy fat and a non-healthy fat or um, what it means to have 40% of your daily intake from carbohydrates or 30% from proteins. So it's kind of a riddle when it comes to patient to patient and trying to streamline that process in itself. Just the intervention phase would make not only the patient's lives easier, but the healthcare provider's job much easier. So Dashboard Kitchen kind of came into an existence because even though I was in culinary school, I ended up in the cooking classes here at ASU, and a lot of my dietetic peers, as enthusiastic as they were, were a little apprehensive in the kitchen and a little um, hesitant on instruction about it. So Dashboard Kitchen would be a great educational tool for not only that future dietitians but for any healthcare provider looking um, not just to preventative healthcare but to reverse some of the damage done by a very unhealthy diet
0: so who would be your target demographic this isn't just for a certain part of the population it really can be for everyone
1: oh yeah definitely so right off the bat dashboard kitchen really wants to focus in on one demographic and so we looked at diabetics Um, In general, people with metabolic disorders. And in Arizona alone, uh, about 12% of the population is diabetic or pre-diabetic. And that comes out to about 700,000 individuals since 2012 are diabetic. And about 1.7 million individuals are pre-diabetic since 2012. So that's a very large market segment that's addressable. And while we may not hit all of it, hitting just a very small portion of it would make a huge change because obesity costs the Arizona healthcare system $4.9 billion annually. So, to address that issue and just to fix little pieces of it at a time, it's definitely not all solvable with one solution, but this is just a piece of that puzzle.
0: So, what do you feel the broader impact of this product can be?
1: So education in general, I think, um, is the biggest impact. By by educating our clients and our patients, we can really empower them to make better choices. And that can really infiltrate each of their individual lives. So the production loss for those suffering with obesity and diabetes in Arizona was about $1.5 billion a year. And to just address a little piece of that, you could only, you could actually affect a little piece of the economy. You could affect their confidence levels and their ability to work more or their willingness to try new things. And there's so many things that a healthy diet can really improve in an individual's life because a healthy diet can affect things like hormone levels and mental illness and all kinds of day-to-day struggles for many different individuals can be made easier by a healthful diet.
0: How do you feel that the overlap between what you're doing and then that technology component, um, how does that affect the end result of what your product achieves?
1: The technology piece of it is important because I'm not available as a future dietitian to consult with all of my future consumers. Um, I would love to talk to each of them individually and educate them because nutrition and science and food in general is my life and my world and I love sharing that but it's not realistic so the technology enables me to teach on a broader scale. The meal kits on the other hand enables me to teach in the way I was taught in culinary school so there is no better way to learn how to cook than by cooking. I can remember right out of culinary school my first job um, it's like the first week of my first job, and it was my job to make the risotto for this restaurant. But risotto is Italian, and the culinary school I had attended was French technique. So I had never learned how to make risotto. And the sous chef, John, assumed probably that I knew what I was doing. So he st- stood there and was like, Okay, Erin, you need to make this much risotto, blah, blah, blah. And so I was very intimidated and nervous, and I didn't want to speak up. I didn't want to be like, I don't know how to make risotto because it was a new job and, you know, I was nervous. And so what the sous chef eventually realized that I did not have a recipe for it. So he stood there and explained to me a very complicated process. At the time, it seemed complicated of how to make this risotto. Um, and I could sit there and explain to you that, okay, so you take the arborio rice and you toss it in a hot pan full of oil and. An onion and garlic and you turn it around just to slightly uh, toast the rice without adding color to it to bring out the oils and then you warm up some chicken stock and then you ladle it in spoon by spoon and then you continuously stir and there's a whole bunch of reasons why you do this and I could sit here and explain them to you the more I explain, the less you're going to retain of the overall goal. Whereas if you get that hands-on experience and you're doing it and you see what's happening and you're getting that muscle memory and the excitement of seeing the product turn out as it should, it's like science that you can eat and it's exciting. So having that hands-on tactical experience in your own home kitchen without the nerves of doing something wrong or being yelled at by the sous chef John for messing it up for the dinner service that night. Um, You can really feel free to experiment and have fun and play in your kitchen and then to enjoy the end result with your family in a community setting, Um, which is why eventually Dashboard Kitchen would like to offer community classes too. And I'd like to engage local chefs in the area to come and offer certain classes of menu items, their favorite menu items or even just bring awareness to the fact that there are so many metabolic issues in the area and to show these chefs, hey, maybe incorporate some more healthy menu items into your own culture to accommodate for these people without giving them the hassle of, oh, well, I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable by ordering gluten-free or, you know, the stigmas that come with changing an order on a menu item and, you know, um, offending the chef. So I'd like to bring more awareness to it, bring the community aspect back into dining and to show people that cooking is fun and it's playful.
0: Now, as far as the development process, I wanna ask you a little bit about some struggles or challenges you might have faced while working on this.
1: Okay, so there's plenty of those. My biggest struggle has definitely been mental. I've got all of these ideas that I love and I love educating and I love helping people, but bringing them to fruition can sometimes be incredibly intimidating. Uh, There's so many professionals out there. Why me? What am I doing? I have no idea what I'm doing 90% of the time, but that's okay. And I'm coming to learn that that's okay because the more I do and the more I learn. And um, with each struggle that I have faced, it seemed at the time insurmountable. How am I ever gonna do this? I don't have the skill such as creating my logo. My first logo for Dashboard Kitchen was a disaster. It was just hideous and bulky and just terrible Calibri font and I'm embarrassed to talk about it, but it's funny to me now. Um, And I had talked to a few friends who know Photoshop, but they just didn't have the time to really sit down and show me, which was fine. Um, And then I found cool resource online called canva.com and you can basically do it for free very quickly they have thousands and thousands of templates so no it's not professional it looks professional and it's easy so that was one thing I had to overcome and looking back on it now it seems so silly that I was so stressed out over something so little and so at the end of the day I may not know what I'm doing but I'm gonna learn something So that's been pretty cool.
0: So I wanna ask you a little bit about innovation. What do you feel is the most innovative part of Dashboard Kitchen?
1: So Dashboard Kitchen really brings it back to the basics. Well, we use technology on one hand. On the other hand, we are just teaching people how to cook. Um, I learned professionally how to cook in culinary school, but I learned the love of cooking in my own home with my mom and my grandma um, and the long line of women that were cooking before them. So um, I'm not really trying to teach them how to compete on Chopped. I'm not trying to put competition into this. The innovation in Dashboard Kitchen is just bringing it back home, bringing it back to the basics, um, really using a concept that's Mainly for convenience, such as the meal kits, and leveraging it as an educational tool, just using it in a different aspect, something that already exists. Consumers are familiar with the concept. I don't have to explain to them what it does or how it works. They understand that. So the innovation behind Dashboard Kitchen isn't really a new innovation, it's just reusing something in a different way.
0: And going off of that, Do you think of innovation in a different light now? Is there anything that you've learned about innovation since starting your work on Dashboard Kitchen?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, Before, innovation seemed like this big, shiny goal that only one in a million can achieve, uh, that unicorn idea, they call it. Um, But innovation really is just a means of fulfilling a need and providing a purpose. And that's kind of what Dashboard Kitchen does in its simplest form. It fills a need and gives people a purpose. And that's kind of the biggest thing I've learned. Innovation is also kind of the end result of many, many trials and error. Um, and the biggest thing I've really, really learned and resonated with is that failure isn't the opposite of success. I've I heard this... I can't remember where I heard this, but failure isn't the opposite of success. It's part of success. And that's one thing that's really kept me motivated. And when I've been really nervous and insecure and afraid of failing, I remember that this isn't about me personally. This is about helping as many people in my community as I can and that what I've learned in my past and my background – can educate others and that's what inspires me to keep going when i'm feeling kind of timid so innovation has meant a lot to me in the last year
0: hey sun devils please don't mind the interruption this is just me jumping in to let you know about the secret word for this episode of innovation happens today's word is purpose Be sure to use that word, purpose, to unlock extra points in the Sun Devil Rewards app. Thanks again, and now back to the show. If there are students listening to this who they themselves have an idea, they're not sure what to do with it, what would be your advice to them on the next steps that they should take?
1: Uh, Definitely just go for it it's scary um it's intimidating you have no idea what's going to be coming next but that's kind of the thrill of it and you're going to get hooked on it and once you get past that ego which is only going to hold you back really just go for it look up all the resources you can talk to as many people as you can about your idea and while everybody loves a cheerleader It's important to build a tribe of trusted mentors, advisors, and critics. So my favorite people to talk to are actually the people that like to poke holes in my ideas because they only make my ideas stronger. And it was really uncomfortable at first. It's hard not to take that personally because it's your baby. But as long as they're being truthful and not trying to be malicious about this you have to understand that poking those holes only gives you an opportunity to fill those holes. And so once there's no more holes to be poked, you know you've got a solid plan and a great idea and you can go forward with that. But that's my biggest piece of advice. Talk to people that like to poke holes and just get used to that and enjoy it and be grateful for those that are willing to be truthful with you about that because they can sometimes be a dime and a dozen, so.
0: Now, you had more of an unconventional ASU story, you could say. But for the students who are coming in as freshmen, what would your advice be to them on maybe what they should expect or things they should look forward to?
1: So college is a lot of fun because it offers you so many experiences in such a short period of time. It opens a lot of doors for you. My biggest piece of advice for freshmen coming in is experience different things, too so start a company uh, work with your professors one-on-one definitely explore as many volunteer opportunities as you can not to build your resume but to see if that's an option for you in your future that's really what that volunteerism is about is about exploring not only yourself but helping your community out in the process so it's a it's a win-win for both sides so really really experience as much as you can before you get that diploma so you know what that diploma really means to you and how you can leverage it best for your future career.
0: Now, what is the future of Dashboard Kitchen? I know you said that you're sort of stalled right now, but what would be the long-term goal and the long-term plan?
1: Sure, so the long-term goal is to get some pilot studies up and running. There is a company downtown, I'd rather not say the name of, they have already offered, once I have a minimal viable product, to collect individuals to run a pilot study with. I do have a growing list of emails of interested consumers so that once we do have just a minimal product, they're interested in trying it out themselves and working with it. I've also um, been in contact with some staff members with the master's programs downtown that are interested in partnering possibly with their own programs that are in-home healthcare care related. So Dashboard is willing to pivot Obviously, to help the most people that we can. Um, I would love to get it up and running and working as its own uh, functional unit, uh, but Dashboard's also willing to partner with healthcare facilities or really any other existing establishments if it means it reaches more in- individuals.
0: And what would you recommend to people who might be listening who are interested? Um, it might still be some time before they can get it in their homes, but what would your advice be to them?
1: Uh, definitely email us. We've got our um, conceptual website up and running, dashboardkitchen.com, and the email goes straight to me, support at dashboardkitchen. It's, it's on the website, and um, I will res- personally respond to all of those emails. Um, yeah, definitely reach out if you've got any ideas, suggestions. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a part of our mailing list, uh, feel free, definitely reach out, and I would love to hear from anyone and everyone in the community.
0: <laughs> well, I want to thank you one last time for being on this show. We are so looking forward to <laughs> Dashboard Kitchen and everything that you do with it.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you. It was a pleasure to talk to you.
0: This episode of the podcast. We'd like to thank Erin one more time for coming in and speaking to us about Dashboard Kitchen. Both Erin and her innovation are perfect examples of forging your own path. Erin made her own way through school and took advantage of many of the opportunities that came her way. The same is true for Dashboard Kitchen. It's so innovative because it's extending upon something so many already use, It does so in the hopes of educating the masses. We here at Innovation Happens can't wait to see what the future holds for Dashboard Kitchen. Be sure to check it out. And one last thing before we go. We want to remind you to check us out online. Every week we release a new episode featuring another incredible story of innovation at ASU, and you won't want to miss it. Head on over to Instagram and give us a quick follow to stay updated. Just search Innovation Happens. And please feel free to send us an email with any questions you might have. You may even have your own story of innovation at ASU, and we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is innovationhappens at asu.edu. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode from everyone at the office of the Knowledge Enterprise Architect on the Tempe campus. My name is Jonah Harkel, and this has been Innovation Happens.